Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 43 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of February 25th, 2019. I'm your host, Scott Baird, here with my lovely co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how are you this evening? I am doing great. I'm so pumped to be chatting about Disney again, where we get to just talk about how we feel. How we, <laughs> this is therapy, right? Disney therapy. I mean, I need exactly. a couch. I mean, I'm sitting in a cold conference room right now, but I wish I was sitting on a couch and you, know, you were sitting over there and we are just... You know, I know, pouring out our feelings. How does that make you feel? <laughs> oh, man. I know. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. You know, just been busy at work and, you know, doing the, the usual, the usual life stuff, raising children, trying to make sure they, they, uh, they survive. <laughs> and, uh, awesome. You know, we're succeeding so far. That's a good thing. Um, you know, there were some, some, this will kind of give away when we're recording this, but there was some cool news today with Epcot Center, and uh, they they gave out some, uh, released some concept art of uh, the entryway that they're redoing, which was kind of neat to look at. Yeah, it looks really nice. I, I'm I'm really pumped about that. Yeah, me too. I, they're doing a, a, a lot of stuff over there. Uh, they're doing a lot of stuff, and, and it needs it, and none of it looks scary. Like, as far as, I, I'm not nervous about any of them. I feel really good about all of the upcoming changes. Even uh, even uh, the additions of like the big roller coaster and all that stuff. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kill it. I think. Cool. I think so too. I hope so. Uh, so tonight we're gonna talk about controversial opinions about Disney parks. So yes. We're gonna talk about sort of maybe opinions we have that are controversial, or uh, you know, kind of dive into I don't know the controversy side of things that you know we haven't really talked about a whole lot. Yeah, these opinions might be unpopular in that we really like something that the world seems to not like, and vice versa. And we might, let's preface this, we might sound like Debbie Downers in some of these. Well, me, probably. But (laughs) the reason we do this podcast and we talk to each other is because we have insane love for the Disney parks, obviously. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep giving them our dollars and we love it, but there are some things that maybe we don't love that other people do love, and uh, we're going to be controversial, and we might hurt some feelings, but we're all in this together. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Some of these as well that, you know, looking at my notes might be things that I absolutely didn't like, but maybe my mind changed as well. Maybe my controversial opinion changed. Um, well, so. I'm excited to hear be interesting. that. Okay. So let's jump in. Yeah, you you go. I want to hear. Okay. So, yeah. all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out with a with a, with a rocket ship here. Um, so oh, one thing I I am super not a fan of 
And these are the wall pics that you see at Disney parks uh, all over your Instagram. So, uh, you know, I Instagram, I follow a lot of Disney people. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the pictures they take, especially the artistic pictures. Uh, but what, I, what you've seen these days is everyone wants to take a picture in front of every single wall they can possibly find. Uh, at first, it started off as sort of a... You know, a, a sort of a, a kitschy thing. There were some, you know, the purple wall and, and some other places. And now it's like almost every wall available. And now Disney's even getting into it where they're painting walls for people to take pictures in front of. And uh, look, I, I've got no problem if, if, if this is your thing. I, You know, when I was in Disney World with my friends, Kevin and Joser, they did it. And it was great. It was super fun. I was a photographer. They didn't stage things. They didn't do their makeup and yell at me if I didn't take a good picture. Like, I've seen so many people do. Uh <laughs> It's, it's shocking. Like, I've seen, you know, both men and women yell at their spouses or their boyfriends or girlfriends because the lighting wasn't right or the picture wasn't quite right. And it's, you know, it's it's gotten way out of hand. Um, you know, we had fun with it when we were there. We found, like, stupid walls. Like, hey, let's start the stone wall thing and let's start the moss wall and this and that. And it was a lot of fun. We didn't take it seriously. And I think, you know, I've seen too many people take this way too seriously. And so, yeah, I, I don't like the wall pics. Uh, they've become super annoying. I, I don't really feel like that's controversial, but I mean, maybe it is. I guess it's really controversial to the Instagram baddies out there. Yeah, I think I think that's that's kind of the case I'm making here, right? It's like, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that love doing it. It's a thing for them. It's it's their it's they enjoy it, it. who they are. Like they can't go to a park without taking 50 wall pictures. But again, yeah, but you know, but then there's the other there's the other side of it where it can be fun. But, you know, and those are the yeah. people I don't have problems with. I don't have a problem with it if you're doing it for fun, but it's the people that try to make so much out of it uh, I, I don't like. I just feel sorry for for their partner <laughs> who has to be the photographer. That's a problem right there. Oh. Uh, all right. This is, this is controversial. I've spoken about it before, but I'm just going to reiterate. I don't like parades. <laughs> I don't really like any parades especially in some of the smaller parks like Disney's Hollywood Studios Disneyland Park uh, Magic Kingdom as well it just it's like claustrophobic city <laughs> and I, I think the idea of a parade is really exciting I do like some nighttime parades the um, the nighttime parade in DCA did not really mess with our, the the crowd flow where we needed to go but as far as especially Disneyland Park just forget it I mean you're stuck there until the the end of the parade and I don't like having to camp out for a long time to find a spot I just get frustrated with the volume of people that it puts in one area so there's my controversial opinion <laughs> I you know, I mean, we've talked about this. We, I think neither one of us are really big on waiting for parades. It's just, or watching them. It's just a thing, right? Uh, yeah. I, you, you took the word. You, I agree with you completely. <laughs> and oh, I, we're definitely in the minority. Oh, sure. All right. We're in agreement on that one. Oh, weirdos. All right. I'm interested to see if you agree with me on this one. So, Okay. Uh, depending on sort of, you know, how deep into the Disney community you get, there's a lot of opinions about this one. Uh, but I think, you know, my controversial opinion is this. Uh, I'm glad the great movie ride is no longer there. And they're coming up with a classic Mickey and Minnie 
more high-tech ride. Okay. I mean, plain and simple. And I think there's a lot of people that don't think that way, right? There's a lot of nostalgia with, with that ride to me. Uh, yeah. You know, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but it was old and it was uh, outdated. And, you know, uh, I'm glad they're bringing something in that is going to be more, uh, I think, appealing to this day and age. And, uh, yeah, say la vie. Yeah, it it definitely hurt my heart. <laughs> it's one of those things where I understand why and I know that it's necessary. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, couldn't they have just made it? another building right next to the great movie ride (laughs) for that attraction (laughs) and maybe updated some of the movie scenes in the great movie ride but because that whole park has sort of changed its identity it didn't really make sense for that to remain all right what do you got okay uh oh here's another one a lot of people were were quite upset about this but i love this when Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World announced they were closing Snow White's Scary Adventures mm. in, in preparation for New Fantasyland. Although I did love Snow White. I knew we were going to get an updated new Snow White attraction in Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Not in the same location, but nearby. And we were we got a new princess meet and greet area which doesn't apply to everybody but if you have a child or if you want to go see some princesses it's really nice that you can knock a few of them out right there and that you can you have the option of of getting fast pass plus for those yeah so i think that all that was just an upgrade and i can still ride snow white scary adventure on the west coast so i'm not sad i'm i'm cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I ever wrote it in Disney World. I think it. Uh, I was there once before they closed it down, and I don't think I got a chance to write it. So I don't. Yeah, it's almost exactly the same. All right. Well, speaking of, of attractions here, um, this one's. <laughs> so the, thinking of controversy, this one I've had arguments with my brother about this one, uh, which is which is super fun. So uh, the removal of Tower of Terror uh, in lieu of Mission Breakout, it, it, Disney's California Adventure. Um, I freaking love the Gardens of the Galaxy ride there, and I don't miss Tower of Terror at all. I don't care about nostalgia. I don't care about oh, it's it was classic and it was perfect. You know the Tower of Terror building, and they changed it to Mission Breakout. Yeah, the design is a little... It's interesting. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people say it is. Um, the ride itself is is a heck of a lot better, a heck of a lot more fun. The queue inside is, is really awesome. And, you know, I've met a lot of people that are super upset that they changed this ride. And I just... I don't get it. I think it was a, a big improvement. I actually prefer the, the Walt Disney World version of Tower of Terror anyway. So that's another one where... I was like, I'm cool with it because we have Tower of Terror on one side and then we've got Guardians on the other side, so we're good. <laughs> See, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have another one that's kind of like that. Okay. Uh, this is another one that so many people are upset about. My husband is one of them that is still gets bummed. He still gets bummed about it when he thinks about it. Uh, Maelstrom closed <laughs> in... Is, did you have this one too? I did, yeah. <laughs> and, and Frozen Ever After is incredible. 
It's an adorable dark ride. It's so much fun. The animatronics are great. They, the theming inside the attraction is just perfect. So I think, yeah, I, I'm happy with that upgrade. It needed to happen. I did like Maelstrom, but there was a reason there was only a 15 minute wait all the time. <laughs> that was a weird ride. I remember getting off of it the first time going, what did I just do? I and then I remember so riding, weird. oh yeah, riding with my family and my kids going, what? What what was that? Like, what were the things at the end, and why were there oil rigs? And just—that's <laughs> the last thing you see. Yeah, you crashed out in front of the oil rig. Oh, but what I would give to ride that one more time—that weird ride. Uh, yeah, I I agree, um, but I think yeah, Frozen is definitely a plus. And you know, the notes I wrote down on my page was that you know I was you know I was upset when they made the change. So the simple fact that I was frozen out at that time. Yeah, well, I feel. While my kids didn't, you know, sing the song every single day, it was in our house and it was when I saw my nieces and it was everywhere. And so the fact that they were just bringing Frozen and they could have put, if they put anything else in, I probably would have been a little bit more excited in the beginning. Uh, but because it was Frozen, I wasn't. However, once you ride the attraction, you're kind of blown away and go, yeah, okay, this works. Okay, bring some more controversy to me. More controversy. Uh, okay, so... Um, <laughs> Nostalgia seems to be the theme here for me. Uh, my friend Kevin's going to kill me on this one, and uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get the nostalgia for Horizons. So okay. I understand what the ride is. I understand how neat it was back then and what it represented. However, I don't understand the level of love that a lot of people have for this attraction that's been gone for so long and a lot of them never even rode the attraction they've seen pictures and maybe some some bad eight millimeter videos but like they never really experienced it but it's like this this thing that is loved and i don't i have a hard time understanding that so i don't i don't feel that so do you poop. do you have a similar feeling to like adventures through inner space no i loved that ride as a kid um, there are things that I, I can remember like, oh man, I always wanted to try to figure out how they actually shrunk people. That always blew my mind. But like, I don't think about it as and go, oh, I love this ride. I really wish I could ride this ride and uh, I want them to bring it. Like, I don't have that level of uh, passion. For like any extinct attraction? Do you one, ever, only do you one. Have... Yes, I do have for one, and that is the Disneyland People Mover. <laughs> okay. And I think that because that's because I have a lot of uh, there's a lot of nostalgia there that I because I spent a lot of good quality time with family on that ride, specifically specifically my older brother. Uh, there was that was a, that was like an important part of my young life. Um, but I you know I wrote it and I had built experiences on that attraction that I can relate to. It's not you know, something I saw on YouTube and go, oh yeah, okay. And I really need this and want this. And like I said, I have friends that are that way and I love them dearly and I, I get where they're coming from, but I don't understand if that makes sense. No, it does. It makes sense because what you're saying is the nostalgia you have for the Disneyland people mover has to do with the experiences more than the attraction itself. And yeah. Well, most people who uh, think about Horizons on the daily are, I think they, they say it's about the attraction itself, but I feel like it's more about that the feeling of Epcot at that point in time. 
how exciting it was and how that was the future in in the moment sure and uh so i think horizons was a really big deal at that time so i I do think it's just the nostalgia of you know i want to have that feeling again and if i could ride horizons again i think i could feel that way like a child uh see i never thought of it that way and i hope nobody like you know kills me on social media or anything it's just you know like I said, I, no. underst- I understand where they're coming from. I've had talks with my, my buddies about this, and uh, and I think you're making a very, very valid point. Um, I just, you know, it's hard for me to get to that. No, I understand. If, I mean, if you don't have those those feelings about it, it you you won't you won't get it. What's wrong with and you, I Mallory? Don't, I, don't, I don't have those, though, because <laughs> I don't have really solid memories of that attraction I know that I wrote it and I remember it very vaguely so I don't have that I don't have that thing where I feel like I need to write it again because I don't remember enough of it to, to, to have memories gotcha okay well um now I'm gonna get grilled for that one. No, <laughs> let's, you won't. Let's, let's, let's move no, you on. Won't. You didn't. I mean, it wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even part of your life, really. No, so, it wasn't. It wasn't. Is it? You don't have to love it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like I need to just let's get dark. Let's get dark here. Ooh. Here's a here's a really controversial one, and I I want you to hear me out on this. I am actually a little bit sad. And apprehensive about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and especially in Walt Disney World with the Star Wars themed hotel opening and I will tell you why (laughs) although I am a big Star Wars fan and I think they're going to do a phenomenal job with the land and with the attractions I am just so terrified of the crowd flow situation because with the opening of Pandora in Disney's Animal Kingdom and even with Toy Story Land you had people waiting five or six hours just to enter the land itself and Disney knows that the crowd levels are going to be exponentially worse (laughs) with the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge so what this will end up doing is they'll have to start creating special you know, early morning ticketed events just so you can see the land. It's just going to be, I feel like I'm going to be priced out of it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. And it scares me to death. <laughs> I know. I, I, and the same with the, the hotel. I don't, I can't tell you how many clients have contacted me saying like, you know, put me on the list. I want to stay there. You know, I'm ready to go. We'll pay whatever. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, George Lucas is going to have a, a hard time trying getting a room in this hotel. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how popular it's going to be. That's how few rooms they're going to have. And I, it's probably going to be like $1,000 per person per night. We don't know this for sure. But I imagine it will be priced like a super luxurious fancy cruise. And it's going to be maybe, I think, like a two-night experience. So it's not that you get to go and stay in the Star Wars hotel during the week. It's you go and you move in and you live there for two nights and you spend all your dollars and then they kick you out. So (laughs) it's like, it's just, 
yeah, it would be awesome. If I was like mega rich and I had some connections, I would be really excited about it. But I feel like my family is going to be priced out of a lot of those experiences, which kind of bumps me out. And I think like, well, maybe I'll get to see Galaxy's Edge in 2030. Uh, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, it's interesting you bring this up and I don't want to digress too much, but like, yeah, it's, there's a couple issues here, right? There's one where it's starting to feel like they're coming up with experiences that price out people like you and me, right? Like, yeah, we'll just, we'll never do it. Like, because it's just, it's, we'd have to mortgage our house, right? It's just not going to happen. Right. It's like, um, they don't want us. They yeah, don't want it, us there. It's they like, want I, I feel like they're rich I, and famous. No, and that's just it. Like, you know, all of their, all of, even their luxurious places, you know, aside from like bungalows and whatnot, always feel accessible. Like, I feel like I could stay at Grand Floridian if I really wanted to and I saved for a year or two, or it was just me and my wife for a weekend or something. Like, I feel like that's possible. Like, this thing here, like, I don't feel like is, is attainable. And that, that's scary because it's the first thing really that I've seen them come out with that I've ever felt that way. Um, and same with getting into the actual land in the park. Like I remember what it was like with Pandora when it first opened for the first few months where people were waiting in lines for an hour just to get into the land, let alone get into a ride. And I can't even imagine what it's going to be like for Star Wars. It's going to be you know, double, triple the amount of people trying to get in there, you know, you could literally get it, you know, I, I don't see why they wouldn't sell land only tickets, right? In the beginning, exclusive I, yeah. tickets to get in. It, I, mean, I feel like that's what they're going to have to do. And that's I mean, again, scary. And who knows how long that would last. And then once that goes away and then you get an influx of all the people who are waiting for it to go away. I mean, it literally like, you're right. You joke 2030, but seriously, like it could be a long time before you get in there uh, to begin with. And once you get in there, there's so many people. Is it even worth doing? Like we talk about crowds of people with parades and all that. Like, is it really worth standing in line to ride a Star Wars ride? Like standing in line nine hours? For a lot of people, it is. For me, it's absolutely not. Um, I have much better things to do with my time. I'd rather go, Same. you know, go to Animal Kingdom or go into Toy Story Land and ride a bunch of things in that nine hours than standing in line for a single ride. No, it, you know, there isn't an attraction that's worth it to me. To, to use up that much of my time. So I agree with you completely. Um, I know like my brother, he's completely opposite. And to me, this is why, again, I look at it as sort of controversial because I know my brother and a lot of other people are like, yeah, I'll pay a hundred bucks to get in if I can get in and I'll wait all day for to ride the Millennium Falcon ride if I have to, just so I can say I did it. And I'm, Great, I but know. Th- that's not me. I've, I can't do it. Um, and... Like a uh, flight of passage, for example, we're almost three years into that being open. Is that and, long already? Yeah. Wow. And you're still looking at two and a half hour waits most of the day. That's just insanity to me. <laughs> and uh, three years later, it's still like that. And what scares me is that um, is that one of the ways they may combat this is raising ticket prices, which means less people come. Right. right? And they make the same amount of money they have less crowds so the people that do get in are happier um because there is less crowds but they're making the same amount of money if not a little bit more uh, yeah you know it's just i don't know <sighs> that's the strategy they used at, at disneyland with the the giant increase of their annual passes so i i remember when disneyland's annual passes they were less than walt disney world i mean i think it was like 600 bucks 
a few years ago, and then it jumped up to like thirteen hundred mm-hmm. because it was all about crowd control. They they have to figure out a way to discourage people from coming, but they still want to make the same amount of money. So, like you said, we'll just charge them a crazy amount, and people will pay it. And people pay it, and they do. They do. No, and, they do. I mean, last year I think they raised the prices twice. Like it's the first time they've done that in a single year. Ooh, it's a bummer. So, uh, anyway. There's just too many people on this earth. That's the real issue. When is Elon Musk going to get to Mars so we can start <laughs> cultivating that land? I know. I just want to tell people, while Disney World's closed today, you guys stay home and I'll just hang out here while it's closed. I yeah. promise. I promise it's closed. <laughs> okay, so that one, sorry, that's a little bit of a bummer. And I know everybody, you know, is so high on life waiting for those lands to open. But I'm just... I am just a little bit sad because I feel like I'm not going to get to experience it. Yeah, it's going to. Or be ex- if I do, it'll be a long time from now. Yeah, or if even if you do get to, you know, closer to now, you know, it may not be a great experience, right? Just because of the crowds and lines and whatever else. So, yep, that was. Yeah, dark. I, I still don't. Uh, yeah, I still don't think there's any reason for guests to have to wait in any line for that amount of time there should be some sort of virtual queue somehow i mean yeah. nobody should have to spend their entire day standing in a queue then yeah. disney's not making any money that way either and you end up with uh bad uh, customer satisfaction and people don't come back and they don't they they can't spend money so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was, they they got to figure out something. I don't know what it is. They so. will, and they may not just, you know, they may have a solution they haven't figured out yet. And it may be a, you know, fast pass only thing so they can control the amount of people that get into a line as opposed to having a standby. And for they may do that for a while. They may always do that for those for those popular attractions where you book your time and that's when you come. Yeah, and maybe so. Right? Maybe all of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will be fast pass plus only in Walt Disney World. Like you, you make a reservation to ride this attraction. You get to do it one time during your trip, and then that's it. Yep. Oh. Okay. Well, that okay. was dark. Well, we we went there. All right. <laughs> Give us some more controversy. Shake my hands here. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I I don't think Soren is worth the lines that you have to wait in to ride it. What's what's the lines? So Tell like the how. normal standby line that I typically see is pretty long, hour, hour and a half. Yeah, that's too long. I don't think it's I don't think the ride is worth that length of a line. Forty five minutes is probably right along the line for me. That would be it would be worth it. Uh, otherwise, it's not a go to ride. And for a lot of people I know, and for a lot of people I talk to, that is an absolute must ride. And for me, it's not at all. It's forty minutes for me. Yeah. Uh, Back I, when it was first open, I was willing to wait an hour because it was new. Sure. Uh, I had never experienced that that actual feeling of flight. It's a very cool feeling. And I think everybody who goes to a Disney park that's never ridden it needs to give it a go because it is a really cool feeling. The way that you're, you're tilting and moving and the air and everything. It's just, you know, sensory overload. It's very cool attraction. And everybody loves it. I just... Now I'm not gonna wait that long. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, let's see. Uh oh, this is another one that a lot of people are annoyed with. 
so in recent years, Disney has done a lot of updates on some classic attractions. And a lot of guests were like, why are you, why are you ruining these classic attractions? For instance, Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. But I think they've all been so good. And I'm actually sad that the mermaid portion of Walt Disney World's Pirates went away. With the, with the projections of the mermaids in the lagoon singing. I thought that was so cool. I did too. And the, the Escher room in Haunted Mansion is really neat. It fits in with that perfectly. The interactive queue, eh, it's fine. It's there. <laughs> but um, I don't have any problems with any of them. But I, it is crazy for me to, to think about how much they have messed with those attractions over the past uh, decade. But the addition of Barbosa and Davy Jones and, you know, Johnny Depp's character in several locations. The change with the redhead, you know, who cares? I mean, it's all been good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I totally agree. I think the other one that I had as notes along those lines is the Disneyland Small World where they added characters from different animated movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The I Toy Story characters that. and Stitch and, and, and Lilo and, you know, all of those. People went ballistic over that stuff. I think it's wonderful. Um, yeah, you, you know, you you don't even and you don't even see it anymore, especially with pirates. I mean, you see Jack Sparrow. It's like I don't honestly, I don't really remember the time where he wasn't there. Like to me, he's part of that attraction. Yeah, really. Especially uh, when I think about bringing young children to Walt Disney World or Disneyland and riding that attraction, that gives them something to look for in both Small World and Pirates, because. You don't have any connection with those other characters. They, the only connection you have with it is from writing that when you were a child. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're on the same page on that one. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so this one was controversial when it happened, and I was on the side of do not do it. However, my ideals have changed over the years, especially after my last trip to Disney World. So... Um, to me, it's not really controversial anymore, but I want to bring it up anyway. Oh. Uh, this is when they started adding Starbucks in the parks. Oh, yeah. So to me, uh, you know, it felt like Disney was corporatizing. And, you know, I was really worried that it was going to be like your corner Starbucks in, in the parks and it wasn't going to be themed well. Like there was a lot of worry there. And I think there was a lot of worry from a lot of people. Um, that, you know, oh, gosh, you're bringing in this huge corporation. They're going to take over and it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be horrible. Uh, you know, I can remember McDonald's stands over by Big Thunder Mountain, and it was just horrible. It smelled like McDonald's. And it was gross. And, uh, you know, so this worried me. Oh, no, I loved it. Well, <laughs> I loved I not like McDonald's that fries in the park. Oh, man. That was like something I really looked forward to. <laughs> uh, well, there's some controversy right there. I, I know. <laughs> uh, I wasn't a fan. However, um, in Disneyland especially, because I've been to them many, many times, uh, they're wonderful. The one in Disneyland, the one in DCA is outstanding. Um, and then in Disney World, I experienced all of them on my last trip in December. Uh, you know, my friend Kevin made sure I saw them all, and they were all super well-themed, super wonderful. And, uh, you know, my ideals have changed completely. Uh, you know, they brought in a, a large corporation who meets a very high demand, and uh, they did it right. They really did. I would say I was 
20% nervous <laughs> when they made the announcement because I wasn't quite sure how it would fit in with the theming. Mm -hmm. I, I got to learn to just trust them. <laughs> That's my issue. I, I just need to remember there are people who are a lot smarter than me about integrating these things in the parks. <laughs> uh, but I am always a little bit nervous. But I was 80% excited because I was sick of having nasty coffee there all the time. So I was I was ready. Now, are, you not, are you not a Joffrey's fan? fan? I am not a Joffrey's fan. There you go. It's not it's not terrible. It's just I want my I want my grande ice blonde latte with sugar free vanilla and soy milk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, this is a controversial opinion for anybody who grew up going to Walt Disney World. I am firmly in the camp that Disneyland Park is better than Magic Kingdom Park. The end. Oh, you are starting a fight with that one. Not I with know. me, obviously, but <laughs> the rest of the people out there. I I know I'm starting a fight. I think there are aspects of Magic Kingdom Park that are, quote, better or that I have a, a, a more love for. Mm -hmm. But I think altogether, Disneyland Park is the better park. More attractions, better attractions. Uh, it's got a better vibe. I, I don't know. It's just everything is everything's better. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a cozier feeling to me. Like Magic Kingdom feels so big uh, in comparison to Disneyland that it's a little bit less cozy to me. And so it's less intimate, I guess, even though like, yeah. I mean, we have more attractions in Disneyland and we Disneyland has more attractions and uh, and whatnot. But like. Magic Kingdom just feels more spread out. Like you walk down Main Street, it's huge. And you walk down, you know, you get to the hub and it's huge. Whereas in Disneyland, it's very intimate, very close. Um, you know, you can stand on one side of the hub and almost throw a rock and hit the other land across the other side right? of the hub without I a problem. I know. Right? It's adorable. Yeah. It's just, it feels like, kind of like you would feel if you were a child there. It's like child-sized. Mm, that's that a great. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Uh, Disneyland has my heart. All right. Speaking of Disneyland, this one that's come up recently with, with uh, you know, we're talking about Star Wars land. We're talking about uh, having alcoholic beverages in Star Wars land, which would be the first time Disneyland Park would have any booze whatsoever. You know, outside oh. of like Club 33 How do you or whatever. Feel? I'm totally fine with it, to be honest with you. I mean, look, in Disney World, there's alcohol in pretty much all the parks. Right, yeah, uh, Animal all Kingdom, of all of them. Yeah. So, uh, I have only ever seen one belligerent person in all the times I've gone there once, and that was my my last trip. <laughs> there was a, a very drunk man steering a stroller, singing and at the top of his lungs, and it was kind of fun. So it it wasn't horrible, right? But like you know, I've gone to DCA and uh, I don't drink much anymore. But like one of my favorite pastimes was grabbing a beer and sitting over uh, in flows and watching you know the racers go by and enjoying a beer or two with a friend and chatting and whatnot. And you know, uh, Animal Kingdom. I mean, gosh, the uh, the the drinks you get in Pandora are super delicious and. Know, at the end of the day, people aren't going to go there and just get hammered. People want a beer so too. Expensive. Yeah, they want a beer too. They want a glass of wine. They want a slushy to cool themselves down, but it's also delicious and maybe has a little bit of a kick to it. And I think you know, again, it's it's a lot of the arguments I hear is, hey, it's Disneyland Park. We got to keep it clean. We got to keep it, uh, you know, non-tainted. Uh, you know, it's always been this way. But it's always what would Walt do? 
Yeah, but you know what? He's not alive anymore. I know. I know. And it's 2019. And who knows? He probably would have said, well, we found out we could make this much more money, and this is what the people want. We're going to give the people what they want. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I have no problem with it, but I know this is a big topic right now that I've seen out on the interwebs, uh, people arguing about on message boards and on the Twitters and, and whatnot that, you know, they're very upset that, you know, Star Wars Land may be bringing alcohol to Disneyland Park. Yeah, I, a lot of people just went ballistic when Magic Kingdom announced that at Be Our Guest, they would serve beer and wine at dinner. So, I mean, you can't even leave the restaurant with the beverage if you wanted to. And it was, there were, was no hard liquor involved. And then it happened and the world didn't explode and uh, people just forgot about it. <laughs> And they're, I don't think they're mad anymore. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how many people get caught swimming in, in the lagoon at Epcot, right? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> no, no. Food and Wine Festival, that's a different That's a different story. Sure. Uh, these are, a lot of these are locals who, they pregame. I swear they do. <laughs> <laughs> I swear they pregame and then they go to Epcot and that's where they have their one or two beverages and then a couple of, of treats. One thing that some people I think are not excited about but I am really excited about this is the Skyliner at Walt Disney World I'm definitely a little bit nervous about how crowd flow is going to be handled but I think it is amazing that there is any new form of transportation at the Disney parks because we all know that you know the monorail service can be spotty uh, people get frustrated with the bus system and you know the boats are great love the boats <laughs> um, but this gives people especially in a value and moderate resort having an, an alternative form of transportation and giving you a view over uh, all of Walt Disney World that people haven't seen before I am so excited about this I think this is genius I I'm just so pumped about this more than a lot of the attractions that are opening. I think Skyliner is just awesome. I'm not going to argue with you there. I mean, it's a whole new experience to have it at it, it, it Walt Disney World. Um, even if you're not staying in any of those places, it's just, just to ride it, just to see the views and, and you know, go over the different areas you, you get to fly over. I mean, it's an experience, and it's just another great experience that they're adding. So aside from just, you know, another form of transportation, uh, it's another form to have some fun. But yeah, yeah, it's a ride in itself. But you're right. It's like people are are very, are upset about this. That they say it taints the skyline, and they should have added more monorail tracks and this and that. It's like people have got to let that go. This is really cool. And then you know, you you see it all, right? Depending on what you follow out there on the webs, you know, people complaining about the paint on the things and how they're bringing characters, and it's like, give me a break. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stack onto your Disneyland is better than Disney uh, or your Disneyland is better than Magic Kingdom uh, comment. Okay. And I'm gonna say something I said in one of the past shows that the Sleeping Beauty's castle is greater than Cinderella's castle. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> us discussing this. Period. Uh, because I, I mean I understand your perspective. I just don't agree. <laughs> That's okay. Ah, oh, okay. Well, there we go. I love the walkthrough. I think it's adorable. Uh, I, yeah, I love Sleeping Beauty Castle, but Cinderella Castle is just, it's just breathtaking to me. I love all the stained glass. 
the gold. I love that there is a restaurant in there, even though I'm never going to eat there. It's too, too stinking expensive. <laughs> Bibbidi Bobbidi's in there. <laughs> um, and it's a really great backdrop for any of the new projection mapping light shows. They, they just, they're able to do some really cool stuff because it's, it's just a, a large icon. So yeah, uh, we're going to have to disagree there, All right. but I respect it. Ah, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all right. I have some other things that are probably, this one's a little bit dark. Uh, although I do enjoy watching some of the Disney vlogs and reading some posts from Disney bloggers, I, I've become sort of disenchanted with a lot of them. And mostly because I know that, and there's nothing wrong with doing this for a living, uh, but I know that several of these once smaller bloggers are now huge with lots of ads, lots of sponsorships. They're making quite a bit of money. They've changed their identities. And I know that a lot of them are being comped, uh, you know, stays at the parks. Granted, you know, press event premieres. So, and, and that's great. They worked hard to do that. And they say that their reviews are unbiased, but you cannot be completely unbiased if you didn't spend your own hard-earned money to, to go there. If if you're get, given things for free all, all the time, your opinion is going to be different. Uh, and also... Some of these bloggers, I think because they are comped a lot of these things, they're kind of jaded and a lot of their opinions are negative altogether because they're like, well, I've, I've seen it all and this isn't as good as that and, and it'll never be this good and this was better and it's hard for them to take things at face value. So uh, reading some of them just kind of bums me out. So. I have to be really choosy about which vlogs I watch and and uh, because I get a little, I don't know, annoyed. Yeah, um, this is really, uh, it's a touchy subject, but it's one I'm glad you really brought up um, because I, I tend to agree with you. And there are some bloggers, I mean, I know a lot of them personally that are great people. I know some of them exactly. that aren't so great people. You know, we have a similar issue in, you know, in my industry, I'm in a, the video game industry where we... You know, we work with influencers to play our games and market our games. And it's really interesting to see because, you know, I see it from the other side as well, like from the Disney side perspective, so to speak, where we are trying to get these people to produce as much good press as possible. And uh, exactly. it's, I mean, it's a really tough, PR yeah, it's a really tough situation. Uh, but like you, I, I have, you know, over the years I found that, you know, I have stopped reading certain, uh, certain uh, sites or stopped watching certain videos or certain podcasts uh, because, you know, yeah, after a while it gets kind of old. Like I want to hear multiple opinions. I want to hear people who don't like certain things and do like certain things. And, you know, like we're talking about controversial stuff tonight, um, you know, I appreciate those things more because it, it, it feels like a more real conversation. I agree. Like I might not agree with someone, but I, I respect them for sharing their opinion. <laughs> yeah, for if sure. I know that it's, it's truly their, their opinion. And I, 
I understand why people might like some of the, you know, podcasts and things that are always roses and rainbows because it's feel good. It's like, well, why would I want to listen to something sad when I can listen to something happy? But at the same time, I would always have to take their opinion with a grain of salt because it is always roses and rainbows. <laughs> sure. And, you know, with some of those folks, um, you know, I listen to them strictly for, you know, factual data, like show me things that I'm not going to really see. Like I want to see you at these festivals and take pictures of everything and talk about all the foods and this and that. And I'm not looking for opinions there. I'm looking more for just, you know, give me insight into what's going on. Show me what you can show me that no one else can show me. And I'm cool with that, but it's again, picky and choosy who those people are. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's really exciting when I come across a, a blogger or a podcaster or something where I I know that they're giving me their honest opinion because then I really respect them and yeah. then I seek them out when something opens I'm like oh I want to hear what that person has to say about that location because I know they'll be thoughtful in their review yeah so those kind of bloggers end up being people that I have on the top of my list because I, I want to hear what they have to say yeah yeah exactly exactly I, I think you make some good points I think we're on the same page here that sounded mean, but I, I promise I'm not. No, I don't <laughs> think it's mean. I, think, I am. I am happy for everybody that's getting to do this, especially get to do this for a living. What a dream come true! That's wonderful. You do you. Proud of you. But maybe I'm not going to read everything that you post. <laughs> sure, and you know, I mean, that's that's just the way it is, right? I mean, I don't read every book that my favorite writer writes. I don't watch every TV show that my favorite actor's in. It's just sometimes they do things that you're just not a fan of, or it's not your thing, and you, you move on. Yes, exactly. All right, well, I'm going to bring us out of the darkness here. Okay. We got to talk about food. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> I think some of the comments on past shows might uh, contradict this a little bit, um, but uh, thinking about it pretty hard today, I have come to the conclusion that uh, I am burnt out and really tired of seeing all these flavored churros that they come out with every month. Um, just, oh, uh, yeah. Right? I'm, I, I am done with it. Like, I know a lot of people who are, they just like, they can't wait. They love it. All the props to them. Maybe if I was a local and I was going all the time, and it might be something to, to do, like try this all the time. But, like, I, I, I loved my sugar plum churro in Disneyland. But other than that, it's like, I tried a few. I didn't like them. And it seems like every month now I'm seeing pictures of pumpkin churro, chocolate chip churro, cut churros with chocolate sauce, marshmallow sauce, raspberry sauce, churros stuffed with this. And it's just so much. Wow. Um, it's like the Disneyland version of the cupcake. Yeah. It, it feels like a circus. It is like, you know, Walt Disney World went through the whole cupcake circuit Yeah. of flavors. And I mean, they're still doing all the themed ones. Yeah. And Disneyland's like, well... People live for a churro here, you know. Let's make a December twenty first winter solstice churro. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and look, I, you know, I people tell me people don't eat them. Obviously, I won't. Duh. <laughs> but you know, I mean, the, the point of this, this is to just you know bring up something that we think you know is different, and this is one of the things that that I just I don't I don't get. I don't. No. I don't and get Disneyland it. churros in their purest form, you cannot beat that. Don't mess with it. Uh, the sugar plum <laughs> one was kind of close, but I yes, know, I, I, I agree. Know. I agree. I agree. Um, it's I offset feel. by that red, red, red hot. What is it? Red the uh, the big red gum flavored one that I had. Oh, that was disgusting. 
Do you have anything else controversial? Uh, I have nothing left in my notes, but I'm thinking real quick if there's anything at Disneyland that uh, that I'm missing that people really like that uh, that maybe I'm opposite or the other way around. And uh, I can't really think of anything. One that you mentioned before that was actually something on my list were the Polynesian bungalows. Oh. Okay. I think they are so silly. <laughs> um, I think the idea of them is really cool. It, it fits in perfectly with the theming of that resort. But they're charging you $2,500 a night to stay in this bungalow that sleeps like five or six people. It's, it's like not that big. And you, the whole point of an overwater bungalow in anywhere in the world is that you're over beautiful water that you can jump in. You can't jump in that nasty lagoon. And uh, you have these giant ferry boats going by your bungalows you hear the horn yeah the that's what that's what got me is i was shocked when i rode those boats how close to the bungalows they were you're right next to them yeah and you can stay in an actual gorgeous overwater bungalow in like the maldives or in bora bora for less than that and it's just insane to me i just think it's it's silly i wonder how full those are throughout the year I mean, because you've, you've got to be, you know, pretty well off to afford those and willing to spend that money. I'm wondering how often they are filled. They are, they're not available that often. Really? Yeah. I mean, a lot of this has to do with, you know, DVC ownership. Mm. People will bank and borrow points and save them up just so they can say they stayed in the bungalows at one point. Gotcha. Well, I've got nothing else. That's it. I'm as dark as I'm going to get. Yeah, yeah, we we did get dark there. I, I wish I could end it on a happy note. What's something that nobody likes that I love? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those actually. I love Journey into Imagination. Journey into Imagination. There you go. Love it. Nobody likes that. I think a lot of people do like living with the land, but I don't think they love it as much as I do. I love that attraction. I'm so glad you like. Oh man, like, I I couldn't ride it enough on my last trip. I love I it. Especially first timers, people are like, oh, "This is kind of boring, kind of weird." Uh, but for me, ah, oh, I'm such a nerd on that one. Surprisingly, my kids like that attraction. They were really into like seeing how all that agricultural stuff worked. It just shocked the heck out of me. It's cool. But yeah, that's what I they even said. Liked it as a little kid. It's like this is pretty neat. <laughs> like yeah, let's ride it again. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at ST Barrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.